Season two, y'all. What's up, y'all? Prime One Billion Podcast, season two. Season two. We are into the future. We on left Marvel behind. We're gonna talk DC now. Cause you know, we ain't forgot about DC. DC, we ain't forgot about y'all. Our names are DC characters. Well, except for Devontae. Devontae, we call him the Black Panther, but you know, mm-hmm. I always refer to Raheem as Batman, and yep, you already yep. know I'm 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 the prime one billion. Well, the prime one billion is everybody, actually. I'm just Superman. So, anyways, uh <laughs> but we're gonna go we're gonna go deep into why, you know, uh, you know, DC is uh you know why you should be checking for DC right now because there's a lot of things that we are looking for. There's a lot of things that we're kind of on the fence about, and honestly, there's some things where we just, based off what they have given us in the past, we're just not looking for. Honestly, <laughs> like, but uh, let's talk about it. What, what we got in front of us? Well, it's just, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Like, they, you know, I ain't gonna sugarcoat it. I'm a DC fan. I'm a both Marvel and DC fan, but they disappointed us in a lot of movies in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you know, I I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I'm a ride or die with DC too. Even though you know Devonte may not, I'm a ride or die with DC. You know? <laughs> uh, let's let's talk about the first lineup. What we just had, the heat that just dropped. Wonder Woman '84, and yes, I said heat. A lot of you guys do not like it, but I, I'm gonna be real. I actually kind of like it. I do like it. You know, um, what do you guys feel about WW '84, y'all? Give me your honest thoughts. Hmm. That's gonna. It's gonna take a while to do that. But let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just like kind of go over some of my initial impressions of it. Um. I mean, there's a lot to talk about with this movie because of even how it was released. You know, it came out on HBO Max, so you know yeah. people had to drop 15 bucks to see it. Or the more shrewd people, you know, knew how to share passwords or do a free trial or something like that. So. <laughs> got to watch it for free you know what i'm saying so um one thing i will say though is that I, I went into this movie not looking at any reviews which was good because i feel like the general public you know as soon as it was gonna because it, it dropped on christmas if i believe if i believe correctly um and it was yeah. like a certain time that day that it was going to be available so i feel like i feel like i wasn't behind in watching the movie i know a lot of critics watched it ahead of time because they always get like early access I didn't look at any of their reviews. I was just like, I'm going to go in, you know, completely with an open mind to watch this movie. And I happened to watch it with um, my family, too. My mama, sisters, and my my lovely wife. So uh, it was a good experience overall. Like, I, I enjoyed being in the our living room and watching this movie together for the first time. It was a unique experience, you know. Like, the first time in my life I've seen a, a movie, like, just get released straight online. And I know it released in theaters, too, but it also released online. So going in watching it was a unique experience and um i gotta say like i said overall i chose to go into this movie with an open mind and overall i liked it i do have some issues with it and some of the things that people some of people's complaints with it i completely understand and agree with a lot of them but with that being said i did like it and i know we're going to chop it up to go into the reasons why but that's just my initial impression i wanted to go ahead and um state on the record you know right now before we get into it all right, so two out of three of us liking it. Raheem, are you going to make it three or are you just going to be that hater? Mm, so I uh, got to admit that. Yeah, you're so, a hater. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yo, yeah. so like, I know we're going to go into the reasons, reasons why later. And so I'll, I will definitely go into the reasons why later of why I am not in the. So I didn't hate it. But I didn't love it. 
Okay. Um, like it wasn't like Transformers: The Last Night bad or Green Lantern bad, but it. Mm. But when you watch Wonder Woman 1984 compared to like the first Wonder Woman movie, it was a significant drop off. I I couldn't ignore it. Like it was definitely a significant drop off. Um, and you know when we. You know, when we get ready to go into that, I'll go into like why I thought it was a significant drop off. Drop off, eh? Well, they start now. I want to hear this. Why was it a drop off, right? I want to hear this. This should be good. I got popcorn ready. Okay, so real talk, like there was no. Okay, so when everybody think of like Wonder Woman, the very first Wonder Woman movie, the scene that comes to everybody's mind is no man's land mm-hmm. like that scene was the yeah, absolute yeah. definitive scene in that movie where it was like okay wonder woman is it like wonder woman is a like you know she's yeah. like it's the truth like no man's land actually overshadowed overtook it made everybody overlook the ending of wonder woman like it was like because yes. the end of the Wonder Woman, it could have been better. But when you think about Wonder Woman, you look at Wonder Woman and you think about No Man's Land. You look, you think about that fondly, right? Like it's, yeah. Like it's just kind of like yo. Like even though the ending wasn't all that great, that movie had some great moments in it, yo. Right? Yeah. I cannot yeah. say the same thing about Wonder Woman 1984. There was nothing in the movie that made any fan really like stand up and just. Be like, oh snap! Hold son. on, there wasn't. Hold on, the f- the first flight of Wonder Woman. Nope, that was not a stand up. Nope, the Invisible Jet was not a stand up. Nope. As a matter of fact, I thought that was like a, that was like the second dumbest thing I seen in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the hey, first flight? Agree, no, 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 not the first flight. Uh, the Invisible Jet scene. That was yeah. like the that was one of the dumbest things I've seen in the movie. I was legit kind of like, I like what? But no. is that not accurate? Though? That's accurate though. That's yeah, accurate. Though. accurate. Hey, come on, we, we is been, it though? I didn't think that was not the start. I didn't think that was accurate either. The Invisible Jet. The Invisible Jet, of course, in the 1970s and 1980s, even the cartoon Wonder Woman was having the Invisible Jet. But I mean, how it, Steve, how she gained control of like the Invisible Jet is inaccurate. How she learned how to fly was yeah inaccurate. But I love the inspiration of the first flight. The first flight is always a best. DC's first, they still run the first flights. When the first you trying to tell me, off, of course, that he, Superman and Man of Steel, his first flight was bomb. No. Oh, oh yeah, it was trash, no. dude. Wait, so. Oh, so you all right? See, you are the only one I've ever heard say that. That is the only saving thing in DC. Every that is one of the most viewed videos in DC EU right now. The first flight. That's literally how you gonna trash the first flight. That's literally the trailer of the Prime One Billion podcast. So, <laughs> so I got I got I, I got switch the trailer now. <laughs> so the speech, <laughs> the speech for the first flight was actually cool. The first flight itself was kind of like, really? Nah. <laughs> Him going super. I think. All right. So Devontae and Raheem switch place. So Raheem is designated a hater now. <laughs> so all right. So let's hear some more. All right. So back to Wonder Woman. All right. So Devontae, I heard you. You agree with Raheem. Why do you agree with Raheem? So okay. So first of all, I have some nits to pick with this movie as well. But um, I starting with the Invisible Jet thing. Let's just say, you know, when you have a, a character, when you have a superhero character, you don't have to include everything in the movies, right? Like if I'm if I'm thinking Wonder Woman, right? Maybe if this was like the, mm-hmm. the Leonard Carter version, like from the I believe that was 70s yeah. and 80s, 
or an animated cartoon. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, yeah, you can probably put the Invisible Jet in there. But in the year of our Lord 2020, which when that movie came out, um, you don't have to do that. <laughs> you, you just don't, don't have to. Mm-hmm. You don't have to include it because for me, it felt like a checklist thing. It felt like okay, like Wonder Woman. Yeah. Oh, she has. Yeah. I get that. Let's just you know throw it in there, and it's, it's not even there, in there that yeah. long. And it's just like, yeah, here it is. Here's her invisible jet. Unnecessary. Didn't like it. But um, oh, okay, okay, I get that. I get that. <laughs> but but hold on, Devante. But uh-huh. Devante, come on. Going back to Raheem said, stand up moment. Are we not going to? Uh, are we going to just forget the fact that Linda Carter was hysteria at the post credit scene? That's not a stand up moment. That's a good yeah. moment. So admittedly okay so i will admit that was a bomb cameo i really appreciated that cameo that that's the best cameo of dc that's that's that one, the best cameo that of one was i will i will give you that one but that happened after the credits it did not happen during the movie <laughs> they should have put that in the movie because i was i was like come on man you can't like when we're going to see the connection because linda carter is my favorite uh wonder woman i have pictures of linda carter mm, she's uh, an OG. unfortunately well not unfortunately yeah uh, she i i grew up on the linda carter old school wonder woman and of course uh shouts out to susan eisenberg uh, of course i met her me and my wife met her the cartoon wonder woman we met her they got a picture with her in real life um but yeah Devonte, i'll i'll give you that okay okay the visible jet may have been too much it was a checklist i'll give you that yeah what else, Devon? So, what else? Um, what else? Well, I hear, sorry. Yeah, and, and I do want to. I do eventually want to get to the stuff that I like. We can get to the. I, would, I just want to get this stuff out of the way. But another thing, yeah, is, the hate and out I, I don't think Raheem brought this up. But one for me, one of my, um, okay, there's a couple of things about this movie that I was like, okay, like there, these are the reasons why this movie is not as good as the first Wonder Woman, which I agree with Raheem about as well. Um, again, I like them both, but it's not as good as the original for me. You know the way that they handled uh, Steve Trevor. I know we we definitely have to talk about oh. that. Um, and, oh, okay, yeah. And before yeah. I get into it too deep, I'm just gonna say it. So I didn't like how the movie handled that. But another thing also is that like this um, the Dreamstone thing as well. Kind of to me, it felt like a of a Pixar yeah. movie. You know what I mean? It's kind of like oh, like you have to wish yeah. this, and um, if you wish this, then like you know, there's consequences. You know, it felt like just like a, a typical like, Disney or Pixar <laughs> movie. And then at the end, it's like, yeah. do we really believe that every person renounced their wish, you know, or that even every person could renounce their wish, you know, at the, at the very end, you know? So yeah. those yeah. are some things I didn't like as much. But again, like the reason why I like the movie overall, though, why I tolerated it is because um, I really like the 80s feel of it. I really feel like, you know, it, it was pretty cool to set it in that time period, um, even with the circumstances of mm-hmm. Steve Trevor being back. Um, yeah, which I didn't like. I yeah. did like how they kind of flipped it. Like he's the fish out of water this time. You know what I mean? The first movie, Wonder Woman. Yeah, she's the fish out of water. This time it's him. So I like that dynamic between them. And um, and overall, I feel like they were very like. If I were to see this movie and like, of course, like the graphics, it looks like it came out modern day. But like the overall feel, it, it feel like it's a movie that feels like it did come out in the eighties. You know what I mean? Which I really like because I like eighties like, movies. Yeah. So they really nailed that vibe to it for me. Um, and you know we can talk about more. I like yeah. Max Lord as a villain overall. I mean, the typical, you know, cheesy yeah. villain. I thought he was pretty entertaining. And uh, Cheetah, we're gonna have to talk mm-hmm. about some stuff with that too. Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. Cheetah, yeah, yeah, Cheetah, yeah. Cheetah, Cheetah, 
Cheetah was a miss. That was a missed yeah. one. Yeah, I'll give you yeah, that. That was that was the obvious one. Cheetah, we all. Yeah. Know I mean, Cheetah having her in the movie, movie good, but what the what the direction that they took her character and everything, and then the the final obligatory they, CGI fight that didn't do. It. Yeah, yeah. That they started off I, I, to me personally, they were starting off in a good direction with mm-hmm. her a little bit. They were starting off in a good, but then it just was aimless. All of a sudden, she had this passion with Maxwell Lord that she didn't want to announce her wish. And then Diana being an inspirational character turned into, no, your judgment's wrong. I want to fight you and kill you now. It wasn't a lot of good transition there. It was. It seemed like the, the ambition was very little um, and didn't make much sense. But uh, right here, what you think, man? man? What, 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 what was your thoughts? Okay, was, so I'm just going to yeah. go ahead and put this out here right now. If you ask me, like, what I think about Cheetah, we might as well just go ahead and open up the whole floodgate about, like, what I thought was wrong with the movie. Like, like I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. Yeah. Because, so first off, like, dang, I, y'all couldn't see it, but I actually rolled up my sleeves for this one. Like, okay. <laughs> so I totally agree with the whole, like, her transition from, like, um, from like you know dork to like super villain um, was kind of rushed you know went from mm-hmm. Diana being this whole inspiration to all of a sudden yeah Maxwell Lord um, is you know this dreamboat guy um, yeah. I, I will okay I will say this I like the fact that you know he was you know actually never mind I'm gonna keep that to myself because I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna go in that direction um, mm-hmm. but no, we want to hear it. He he was de- he was definitely an allegory for Trump. Mm. If if Trump did yeah. if Trump didn't have yes. a conscience, he would definitely have been an allegory for Trump with the whole wheeling and dealing, being a shyster. Like as soon yeah. as you'd see him, it's like, yeah. oh, pff, that's Trump, right? <laughs> um, which yeah. makes sense because like even yeah, nah, like, nah, even in the eighties, Trump's like Trump was. I don't want to call him a mogul, but he did have his hotels and and whatnot, trying to you know like wheel and yeah. deal and whatnot. So that was him. That was definitely Trump. Um, yeah, but yeah. Um, as far as Cheetah is concerned, first off, I will say that the CGI for Cheetah was actually better than I thought it was going to be, considering the CGI that they use for cats. Like, because that's something that yeah. I was expecting. I was like, man, knowing DC, they will probably make it look like that. So, Kristen Wiig CGI actually yeah. was great, um, compared to what I thought it was going to yeah. be. Like, with that being said, like compared to Marvel, C plus. But in DC standards, it was definitely an yeah. A. Um, but yeah. also, so there was a scene in particular that just kind of left me like, you gotta be kidding me. So, like, when Kristen Wiig made her wish on the Dreamstone, right? And, you know, all yeah. of a sudden, she was supposed to be quote-unquote hot. Like, and I say that because, like, yeah. you know, all she did was, like, flip her hair, take off her glasses, and yeah. take off her pants, and all of a sudden she was hot. And I'm just like, wait, right. what? No. Because yeah. first off, and, and yeah. I really hate this. I Kristen Wig is not one of my favorite actresses. I'm sorry. Like whenever and and why? And she she cringy, that's very, why. She is, she is super cringy. She, she is, is very super cringy. cringy. Like she is cringy. I, but I, so I, like I remember her. seeing her in Bridesmaids, and and yeah. if there's any Christians watching, if you haven't if you haven't already seen Bridesmaids, don't. Um, and not because it's a bad movie, but it's there's a lot of raunchy stuff in there. I saw it before I became a disciple. I would not recommend it uh, for disciples. Um, 
But throughout that movie, like, I remember, and she was playing her character, and I guess she was playing her character too well, because, like, I ended up, it was kind of like, you know, Blair Underwood, like, whenever you see Blair Underwood, like, you know he's, like, you automatically know he's the villain, <laughs> like, you automatically want to, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so, mm-hmm. like, she was just so cringy in that movie, and I was just like, oh, my God, I cannot take this. She was definitely my least favorite character in Ghostbusters, uh, the, re- the 2016 uh, reboot. Um, like I just, she, huh? she was my oh, least favorite really? character. Like I was like out of all the characters, like Melissa McCarthy. Um, um, uh, dang, I can't think of her name. Um, uh, crap, the black woman, Leslie. Um, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Leslie. Yeah, well, you know it's Leslie. What's her from, last name? Uh, Leslie, yeah, Jones. Leslie Jones. Okay, Leslie thank Jones. you. Um, yeah, Leslie Jones. Yeah. Like those two were my favorites, and then a distant third was uh Kate McKenna. Because she had like some. Wait, Chris Hemsworth was the best one. Oh, Chris Hemsworth was the best. Like, he he that movie, yo. Chris Hemsworth was the best in that like, movie. He that movie. <laughs> but going, but yeah, like she was, but yeah, like Kristen Wiig was like my least favorite character in that movie. Like, and and I'm a Ghostbusters fan. Like I love Ghostbusters. Um, and so, so there was all so I get, so to be fair, I think there was already that. Oh my god, please don't let her be cringy and awkward. And she was cringy and awkward. And not only that, but like when she was doing the fight scenes, like realistically, like even though she had Diana's strength, she should not have been able to keep up with Diana's skill. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, like Diana should have still mm-hmm. been able to walk, like walk up and down her right, and she didn't. Yeah, especially with the warrior's armor. I mean, like that—that that was kind of cap too. Like it's like, yo, you got the warrior's armor, and you still couldn't keep like having a tough time yeah, with and, Cheetah, like, and, I, yeah. and I get that Cheetah was that. supposed to be the apex predator, right? But it kind of made the yeah. armor useless. And the reason why I say that is because, okay, like if Diana yeah. got her full strength back, right? That meant that she would have she. Yeah. To me, that meant that she would have been like fully like strong again bulletproof again able to dodge stuff again like you know she would have been she she shouldn't have needed that armor like the armor was just it really feels like the armor was there just to say ooh shiny (laughs) that's it yeah Um, yeah so that yeah that was my thing yeah that was my thing the armor was just for the trailer and for the cover art of the whole thing. They, they did not really need the armor. They did not need the first scene where Diana was young and she was participating in the games. They didn't need that. They didn't need. They did not need all that. That was my downfall. I was like, you did not need all that. I don't know what. But that not was only there. that, but like, like okay, so if we're going back to that, like the opening scenes, like the scene when she was fighting the bad guys in the mall, like the fight with the bad guys in the mall actually wasn't that bad. It actually wasn't that bad, but mm. what messed with me was when huh? um, I actually didn't mind that. I didn't mind the fight scene in the mall, but what messed with me was when they did the little wink with the little black girl, like, "Hey, there's a little black girl yeah. in the movie." Um, I, I was kind of like, "Yo, like, nah, that's that's not it, homie. That's that's not it." <laughs> no, that 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 that's what you didn't like. I hated the one-liners. That was like the Fast and the Furious one-liners. Like she did all this one, all this battle, and she kicked butt. And all of a sudden, I hate guns. Like what the heck? That's the that's the only <laughs> thing you can think of as a one-liner. There's a lot of other things you could have said, but you just say I hate guns. Like I I just think they just kind of overdid the one-liners on that. But dude, I like, like the wing to the black girl. I like that. I like um, that. Yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of that. It just felt like they were trying too hard. Like it felt like disingenuous. Um. Okay. But um, but yeah, like definitely the thing with Kristen Wiig becoming 
like becoming hot by just taking off her pants that sends like already like two like a that's already like a bad message because it's like okay like she wasn't hot until she took off her pants what does that say about like i'm looking at that and i'm just kind of like okay like what like what message does that send like but um there was that um the whole dc white house fight scene where she actually looked awkward like in a fight scene like and, and that's another yeah. reason why i'm just kind of like yo like she like that alone that that goes back to my whole she may have had diana's strength she didn't have her knowledge or her skill so diana still should have like cat walked up and down her behind right um let's see the whole like double how did she end up with two wishes i i'm still trying to figure out like how in the world she ended up with two wishes like what did she give like, what were the two things that she gave because she already gave him her her, like, her humanity when she wanted to be like diana so it's so just kind of like okay like she transformed mm-hmm. into this predator what was the second thing that she gave up right mm. like there was but not only that mm-hmm. like leave even leaving cheetah alone let's like let's talk about yeah. chris pine or steve trevor and his return and how his return was the most awkward thing <laughs> i've ever seen in movies and Devonte, i'm pretty sure you can agree with me on this right um well, actually, you know what? I'm not even gonna take that one to myself. Like the Devontae, like what did you like? What was it about Steve Trevor's return that kind of messed with you? Because I think we might be on the same page with this one. Oh boy, I wouldn't be surprised if, with if we are, man. Um, first of all, the introduction was I would say pretty anticlimactic. Um, because you see this yep. this random guy at this event, and he's like, "Oh, Diana," and like, and she's like, "I don't know you." Then. Next thing you know, like um, he keeps in- insisting and being persistent and trying to talk with her. And then the camera does like this little pan thing. And it's like, oh, it's actually Steve Trevor. And then you learn in that moment, you're thinking, OK, like what's going on here? Like, is she just seeing this or what? You end up learning that he has essentially his if I could call it his soul or his conscious, whatever you want to call it, has basically, you know, entered into another man's body basically (laughs) and basically taking over completely taking over this random poor guy's life whoever he is you know and just he's in his body the whole time and i still am kind of a little bit unclear about like okay doing the movie like his appearance as steve trevor is that for the benefit of the audience is that just like okay is that the movie letting us know okay this is him is diana seeing that is anybody else seeing that like you know who how do people see him in this movie the fact that that's a little bit confusing is weird also um and again for me it's just the whole thing about like why do you have to bring him back in somebody else's body like in another yes. person's place i'm like that's weird like i feel like they could have done it a lot they could have been more creative with that and it made it make more sense in my yeah. opinion they, they could have resurrected his skeleton they could have like yeah. they could have visited his grave and his body couldn't have been there you know I'm- like but yeah. but to answer your question Devonte, like uh, people saw the original dude. Wonder mm-hmm. Woman saw Steve Trevor, which okay. again was cringy. Yeah. And it's kind of like, okay, so what happened to this man? Like, did he just like take a back seat? I mean, because let's be real, like, you know, Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor did it. And so this dude was pretty much like along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Like, he had like no say in yeah. what happened with his body. Yeah. Like, this. Like that that's weird that, that totally like jumped the shark yeah. for me on that one i was just kind of like nah uh-uh hold up what 
This was yeah. like there's so many ways they could have brought Steve Trevor back. So many creative ways they could have brought Steve Trevor back, and it almost seems like someone just like put like a whole. I can't even describe like what somebody was thinking on that one. But whoever thought that, like, nah, dude, that won't it. Like, nah, dude, or nah, ma'am, that won't it. Because I don't want to be stereotypical. I don't want to say, you know, that was a dude thought. Like, you know, because women are capable of terrible thoughts yeah. too. Like, not just men. But yeah. It's a seriously yeah. terrible idea. Yeah. I was, I would say this though. I would say this because I didn't like that at all either. But the way, the, uh, uh, how Devonte, how you described it, it kind of, I kind of understanding a little bit. That does sound like, like a comic book series or explaining a comic book. No, it does not. Like scenario of like Steve, Steve Trevor returning to somebody else's body, even though we may not like it or we like, it's like, yo, that's cringy. But I felt like I've read comics where similar things has happened. And um, it's like, okay, they, they come across a stone and you know, this is how Steve Trevor came back to a body. And it's like, when you look at the movie, it's like, yo, that's kind of, that's really bad. And I'm not saying it's good, even if it was a comic book, but I think, yeah, it, they could have been a little more creative um, with Steve Trevor. I thought Chris Pine, when we did see Chris Pine, um, I thought he had great moments of adjusting to the 80s. I thought it was, I wasn't sold on like he was like, really, I, he was shocked at a lot of things. He was figuring out a lot of things, you know, like the Pop-Tart scene was kind of funny, but like, um, like, you know, addressing like, yo, what's this or what's that? Like, yo, we went to space and all that. But um yeah, there was a lot of cringy moments, but I'm glad they still captured the fact that even though that he's dead or he's in a conscious, his heart is still in the skies. Like he has, he wants to fly. Like he's always been passionate about flying and everything. And um, and I mean, that, and eventually we know that it inspired Wonder Woman. That speech he gave inspired Wonder Woman to take flight. Um, and y'all not giving this Wonder Woman so, flight thing enough credit, man. I I, I so love it. I, I do want to go back because just a moment I was like, no, it's not. But as you was talking, I was like, wait a minute, Professor X and Phantom X did the exact same thing. So, um, so my so my bad, yeah. I jumped the gun on that one. Um, I think with the first, so here's the thing. Here's here, like here's where my brain is with that with that whole first flight thing. Like with the first flight thing, it was either ditch the incredible jet i said the incredible wow the invisible jet or ditch the first flight both of them wasn't necessary in my opinion both of them wasn't necessary true i'll give you that <laughs> yeah true that was a checklist I, i'll take the first flight i will take the first flight because the first flight was something um going further into uh dc whatever they you know they're trying to go into yeah. the phases like marvel um, you're gonna uh, Wonder Woman has to involve in her skills. We have to see something different from Wonder Woman. And one of the most notable things is that, like, let's see Wonder Woman in the sky. We see Superman in the fly. Heck, even Batman has a bat uh, bat jet that's in the fly uh, that is in the uh, sky. So, like, like Wonder Woman, where are you at? And I think the first flight and it coming the inspiration from coming from Steve Trevor. I'm okay with that. I am okay with that. I will. I the one of the cringy moments that I'm still on the fence about is her lassoing. Yeah. A lightning bolt, um, but but and when you think about it, you have to, is that an Easter egg? Because of course, who 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 molded I mean, yeah, her? Yeah, Who's Zeus her molded father, her, but right? like, come on, bro, like she ain't a web slinger. Yeah, that's but not it's her like, power. Not that. Like, <laughs> I I don't know if they thought that would be cool, but I was like, yo, hey, all right, you got the first flight. Just stick with that. You don't got to lasso a lightning bolt. You ain't got to be extra cool. That was too much. That was too much. But I, I took it as okay. Is that an Easter egg or whatever? Like we just we just okay. Let's just I nod my head to that one. But 
the first flight, man, was was well, was okay. I love it. Um, and going yeah, back, I, I was about to well, say, go ahead, go ahead, I, he, okay, so I'm not like very very familiar with Wonder Woman's story from the comic books, just the movies again. So honestly, for me, guys, like when she had that first flight. I feel like I already thought that she could fly, if that makes sense. Like even in the first movie, like I'm, cause I feel like su- like superheroes yeah. being able to fly is almost like a, a pretty much stock default ability, right? In a lot of cases, we kind of take it for granted. Like, okay, like so what? You can fly, big deal. You know, Superman can fly. So many other, you know, more of the Earthbound heroes like Batman, they can't fly on their own. You know, they have to use or something like that. But for yeah. like superpowered beings like Wonder Woman, I kind of took it for granted that they that they can already fly that that's just like a default ability that they have so for me and again i'm I'm probably speaking for myself here i don't know how you guys or other fans feel about it i don't really need to see exactly how a superhero learns how to fly because it's just like i know you can do it at some point you know sooner or later you know you're going to figure this out for me i don't really need to see that so like going back to like what he was saying you don't need really need to have both both the invisible jet and this have one or the other I mean, yeah. in my mind, you didn't really need to yeah. have either one. I just like, okay, as Wonder Woman, I already thought she could fly, but okay, cool. She, you know, her inspiration for flying this first time is from uh, Steve Trevor. But again, for me, for some reason, I already thought that she knew how to fly earlier. Um, but so I didn't really need to see that have to happen in this movie. Yeah, yeah, and I get that. I get that. I guess for me as a personal fan, uh, I, 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 you have to give it to DC. DC are great on the first flights or the first stance over Marvel because we we took it for granted in Marvel right do we remember <laughs> Iron Man's first flight when he mm-hmm. you know ran through everything and all that do we remember the first time Spider-Man started swinging not the Tommy yeah. McGuire but Tom Holland do we remember War Machine do we remember uh, Visions like you know it's like those things weren't like the standout things those things are just not like oh we're YouTubing um it's like we kind of expect them, like, yeah, Vision can fly, Iron Man, he has a suit, of course he can fly, you know, Spider Man is going to swing from building to building. It's kind of like we already know that, right? But I think uh, what DC does best is the inspiration of their first flight. This is what made them take that first step. And um, I think uh, even even for, uh, I think I'm waiting for Batman's. I am waiting for he, of course, that would be the most craziest <laughs> things. If Batman starts to fly, I give up on DC. If Batman starts to fly, I give up on DC. But I am looking forward to when, like, you know, Bruce Wayne takes his first step of something big, like, uh, like you know, grappling or not grappling, but something where he's like, you know, like that big moment of the reason why he's, you know, yeah. beating up somebody or whatever he does. Like, I think DC captures that moment of this is the inspiration what takes him off. Not just, all right, Wonder Woman can fly, Superman, yeah. Superman can fly, that's it. We already know they can do that. But it's like they try to capture that moment of why. Now, they did not need to introduce both of them. Um, maybe they didn't need to introduce Wonder Woman or uh, flying, but I think the direction DC is going, they do have to introduce more of Wonder Woman's skill set if they're going to have a big bad in DC. Because if you're just going to come up and start, if Brainiac is going to show up, or if uh, Darkseid is going to show up, you have these parademons uh, flying around, and all of a sudden, people seeing Wonder Woman fly for the first time in like, Justice League 2, it's like, what the heck? We didn't get yeah. broken into that. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's going to look weird. It's going to look weird. Like, you know, like, so it, I think, I think, um, I understand. I do understand where DC is going. Uh, we're going in that direction. With yeah, that, this is what Jay is out. We uh, well, let me, yeah. I was going to say this real quick, Raheem, about the moment thing, because Raheem brought this up with uh, the first Wonder Woman movie. You have her shield. You know, you remember that. Like, for me, those are the moments that yeah. matter to me as a fan. Like when she's in No Man's Land, you just see those bullets deflecting yeah. off of the shield, and you're just like, yeah. okay, 
this woman, she's she's unbeatable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like ordinary people cannot take her down. Yeah. That's like the first moment you see that in that movie. But for me, though, the reason why I say like you didn't need the flying thing, either do it in the first movie or not make it as big of a deal in this movie because one from this point onward, I think she's going to be doing True. probably doing a lot of flying, and we're not going to really think twice about it. It's just okay to get from point A to point B. She's probably going to fly, and if and then it doesn't mean anything after that. But a moment that means something is when you see her, like her in her invincible, not invincibility, but just her, you know, when we see her on the battlefield in the no man's land, you see that you see that she is someone that is determined and she's fearless. Like those are more the intangible things. I think that I agree with you, right, um, uh, Sheldon, that like those are the important things to show the first moment for more the intangible things that manifest themselves physically yeah. and not just like a random thing like, oh, OK, they can fly now. But the reason behind that and why it's important to them from an intangible standpoint yeah yeah Wait, like, hold on, hold on. Yeah, i'm sorry and, can i uh, touch on something and, um, real quick i think okay so there was two yeah. so there's two things that i want to uh point uh, point out but um okay so if wonder woman was flying in 1984 why wasn't she flying in justice league right mm. like to me that like it's like okay so we already knew she knew how to fly but they didn't show oh. they didn't show any of that in Justice League. Like she was oh. just grounded in Justice League, right? Or 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 was she? We gotta wait for the Snyder cut. That's why I think they're starting to do this. Or was she? Because there's a moment she was in the sky in a lot of those scenes. So like that's what I'm saying. Or was she? We gotta what see the division. We gotta see the Man. vision play out. Because what we Yep. Oh, Batman versus Superman, they're not that at the same time, like we didn't see her whole fight with Darkseid. You know, we just see her showed up. Like, so, like, there's moments they could have, like, oh, yeah, they, she was flying. But they didn't elaborate. Obviously, the movie is Batman versus Superman. <laughs> so, like, it's, they even show <laughs> Batman flying in his jet. So, like, so it's, it's not, it's not, I don't think they, I think Wonder Woman was there for fan service. Yeah. Just as we see the Trinity now. Yeah, she was fan service. I but she was there. the best she part of that movie, service. though. Um, and so they didn't really focus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. She was. Yeah, she definitely was. She definitely was. She was holding her own. She was holding her own. Yeah, the, she was the best part. And that's why I said she was fan service. She was fan service. It was there. T- that was because Batman versus Superman was an emergency button. That's like, all right, we got to. Marvel's kicking our butt. We need to get the big three here. Let's do it. Let's do it. We ain't Wonder Woman. We don't got a plan for you yet, but just show up in this movie. Please just do something. Look cool. You ain't had no lines. Just do. Let get the women to come see us. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, get, get all these fans to get away from Marvel, and, and, and let's let's get this uh, show on the road. Yeah. So Wonder Woman. Yeah, they didn't elaborate all the things they can do in one because there's a lot of things they missed out in Batman versus Superman. Okay. So the second thing anyway, that I was thinking of was point. when you were talking about first flight and DC does uh, first flights better than Marvel, um, and, D- and like first flights is like the thing that DC is known for. My thought, like my brain, immediately went to Shazam. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, are you telling me that Shazam first flight was like like as memorable as like Wonder Woman's or as memorable as like uh, Superman's? Like you trying to tell me that Shazam's first flight gave you the same warm fuzzies that it gave you when you watched um, Superman first flight or when you watched uh, Wonder Woman's first flight? No, but it, I I tell you, it made me. It, I remember Superman's first flight over any Marvel. Thor's first flight. Thor had to re-explain his first flight or how he flies to Kors so, and Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. 
Like that's how I forgot how I forgot how Thor flies. He spins his hammer and he and he had explained that to Korg. None of that stuff is like really trying, memorable. There's no inspiration. There's so no, trying like, to tell me like the your scene with, uh, when Iron Man was like, testing his armor saying, and he was trying to fly for the first time and he like 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 launched himself, did a backflip into a wall and fell out. Like <laughs> you trying to tell me that won't memorable, dude? That was hilarious, dude. Uh, oh, it. It was memorable, and it was also one of those things to hear. How many? I love Iron Man, but I'm gonna get on him right now. Why was people seeing that in the sky? It, they did not finish that dialogue. At all. They didn't finish. It wasn't. It wasn't. Even though it's not realistic, but it wasn't realistic. Like he broke everything. He went through Santa Monica. He almost tore through like he a did. whole traffic of cars, and nobody went to. You know, nobody was like, "Hey, yo, this person almost destroyed this town." And then, of course, the of course the scene where he finally gets under control and Tony Stark is laughing and he's like, you know, jetting by and then he hovers over his uh, house and he crashes through the building. Yeah, that's memorable. But as a fan, as an inspiration, nah, I that's just that's just oh yeah, this is how he started flying as Iron Man. That's a, that's what it was. That's how it, it was like. Yeah, he just he he was experimenting on something. And I'll give it this: that was the most inspirational out of Marvel <laughs> first flights. Nobody else. They haven't did Tom Holland's his first web swing yet, so I'm still not convinced of any of the Marvel first flights or first appearances or inspiration of the. Well, that's because Tom Holland didn't need to. Like, like, you I'm have like six different Spider-Man movies before Tom Holland, and so you already seen I'm like saying. that all over again. So Marvel decided to skip it. Instead, what they did was they gave like in Captain America: Civil War, they gave us Tom Holland as Spider-Man. That was the inspirational part. Him arriving was yeah, inspirational. That's- I'll say this too, That's guys. Like, I feel like a lot of that stuff is like, um, you know, like when when you're showing, when you're introducing a hero, like it, whether it's through like a reboot, like they did with Iron Man, or you know, the first time that this character is on screen, you know, that was the time when you had, you had to be like, okay, like we got to show them becoming the hero they're going to be, and they're going to have some bumps in the road and stuff like that. So that's like. At a, in, for a time that was like considered to be like something that you just do for these heroes to show how they become who they are but bringing it back to Wonder Woman 1984 with Wonder Woman is it, and here's, the, here's the reason why I'm, I'm still kind of like it was unnecessary because it's also like if the movie doesn't show her flying and the, the whole movie she, she never flies do you still see her as Wonder Woman and my, in my mind the answer is yes I mean because yeah. with all the other things she can already do she, this is not Wonder Woman's origin story. You know, we yeah. already had, you know, that was the first movie, one, the first Wonder Woman movie. This is Wonder Woman 1984. And we know that in between then, in between the first movie and this one, and then later on as well, she's going to have plenty of adventures, you know, even going into the, the future relative to Wonder Woman 1984. She's going to appear in Batman v Superman and Justice League and, you know, movies like that. So we already know that she's Wonder Woman. So therefore, like just this this flight thing and like making that like a, a big moment to me is it doesn't resonate as much as a big moment because she's already Wonder Woman. Well, I don't know who she is and who she's going to be. And this it didn't feel like this is a key development for her as becoming Wonder Woman. You know what I mean? Yo, so I just thought about something. So remember, like Cheetah or Barbara, I'm gonna call her Barbara. She was mm-hmm. siphoning Wonder Woman's powers, right? Mm-hmm. How come she couldn't fly? Mm, good question. <laughs> right, there's, there's like yeah. definitely like yeah. inconsistency. I, 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 there was a lot of inconsistency in this movie. Very much a lot of inconsistency. I think I think she, uh, that's one of those things. Cheetah flying is very cringy. Why would why would a cheetah be flying? <laughs> like you know, like. Oh. 
she did. It's like you know, it's like it's like I, I I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm, it is a lot of inconsistency in WW84. That is obvious, but it's like there's certain stuff where it's like all right, you know. And at, Cheetah was a character that I'm still dissecting myself. I wasn't a fan of a lot. I love the kind of they try to go dark, kind of gray winter cheetah kind of look at the end and i was kind of feeling that but that was about it for cheetah but like yeah a, a flying cheetah a first flight cheetah i'm not looking yeah. for that you, know, you can have that they can choose which powers she could siphon from one which she couldn't you know okay I mean? so if admittedly yeah. when you say it like it's that plot, it sounds yeah. stupid it sounds like ridiculous when you say yeah. it like that. <laughs> yeah it's like i'm gonna be real like yeah I, that would now that would have made me walk out theater like you know what i'm saying like you know what I'm saying, like shoot a fly. <laughs> That's a cringy. <laughs> like her first flight, that would be very cringy. Like you know what I'm saying, but um, W to eighty four. You know it. Yeah, for me, I gave it a at the beginning. I gave it a C minus, and then they brought then the Carter in, and I gave it a C plus. Um, Maxwell Lord, I would say that they took from Marvel. They tried to make the villain relatable. They try to make him into a point where, um, wow, I can see why you are almost basically selling your soul just to make, you know, a living and just to prove to your son that you're nobody based off what you experienced in your childhood. I think that's a very Marvel move, even though they've done it with a lot of characters like, of course, uh, Joker and um, your boy from Sajam. They, they they made it a lot of, you know, they, yeah. they've done it before, but I think they're, they, I, I like how they're keeping it going, at, even though Marvel's doing it. They're keeping it going. They want the fans to love the villains, too, and understand the villains, too. Um, And I I appreciate it. WA4A, man, like, alright, the other, what was the other thing I'm going to talk about? Okay, yeah. The White House, um, I want to forget that scene. I want to forget the beginning scene. I want to forget so many scenes, but uh, I'm going to be honest, like, there was a lot of moments. There, there, there was a lot of good moments that outweighed the bad. In my okay. Opinion. You know, I think there's a lot of good moments that outweighed the bad, and I'm not saying this is the best Marvel movie. No, it's not. I'm not Marvel movie, DC movie. I'm not I'm not saying it's the better than Wonder Woman. Uh, Wonder Woman 1, because, I mean, that was just, that's the golden standard for DC yeah. right now. Um, that man, man of steel, but like I, I do think that uh, yeah, Wonder Woman is better than uh, I'll watch Wonder Woman eighty four over Ant Man two. Definitely all oh, the okay, no, nah, no, that's you know? that's a you, you oh, shush. We gonna play that Stop game. It. Oh, we gonna play this game. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I watched I watched WW eighty four over Ant Man two and uh, I said two and I'll watch it over Captain America one and two. Not so <laughs> nah, bro, I can't I can't agree with I definitely don't agree with you on that one. Now we'll say okay, how are you going? How are you going? You going to sit here and tell me that Ant Man two is better than WW eighty four? There was a lot of things that they got right. The only reason the the only thing the only reason why people watch Ant Man two is for the post credit scenes. That's the only movie in history that people went to go see it for the post credit scenes. Like Ant Man so Ant-Man two made less mistakes. It had less flaws. It, it knew what yeah. kind of movie it was going to be. It's just going to be a fun little romp. You know, as like a, uh, a uplifter after you know at the end game. Yeah, we needed Ant Man too, bro. We were going to expect. We're going to get. No, we needed. They didn't make it missteps. We needed a. We needed the post credits for Ant Man too. We, we need, need the movie. We needed, we needed the, the movie. The movie was amazing, dude. The movie. Uh, nobody. Do anybody remember the villain Ghost? 
Damn. So that was more than one villain. Um, now with that being said, I can't remember the other villain's name, but he was the dude with the um, <laughs> exactly, he was the dude with the uh, Louisiana accent. Um, but then there was Ghost, but then also there was um, believe it or not, Bill Forrester, uh, played by Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, Bill who Forrester, was the, who was the original yeah, Goliath. Bill Forrester, uh, he was a bad guy too because he was helping Ghost. Goliath, yeah. Um, and really, Ghost was misunderstood yeah. because Ghost was just you know like someone in pain who was trying to get her pain to stop. Um. <clears throat> But going back to Woman the Woman 1984, yeah. like I definitely think that it was a C movie. Um and it it was it wasn't terrible. It wasn't like Batman versus and here's the thing, like because Batman versus Superman, as I mentioned before, and I will go to I will go to bat for Batman versus Superman, the extended edition. And the reason why I say that is because the extended yeah. edition, and this is where I'll give Zack Snyder credit for. He's good at world building. Like, if you watch mm-hmm. Batman versus Superman, the extended edition, if you can sit through about three hours of movie, there are so many gaps in the like the theater cut of Batman versus Superman that's filled in with the extended mm-hmm. cut. And it actually makes the movie make more sense. And it's actually more, more enjoyable when you watch the extended mm-hmm. cut, which is why I have hope for the Justice League extended cut because like as I mentioned before yeah. like, he like, he actually well I haven't mentioned it before like I'm saying it now um like he does world building really well if you give him the time to do what he needs to do mm-hmm. he can actually put together something amazing but if you gotta constrain him to two hours mm-hmm. nah he sucks um or not, yeah. not well I'm not yeah. gonna say he sucks so that's 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 wrong it's just that that's not his forte like two hour movies isn't his forte. Mm-hmm. Um right. but the reason why I say that is because I actually think Batman versus Superman, the extended edition, was better than Wonder Woman 1984. Um I can say I can, I can, I can definitely I can not that. better than uh Batman versus Superman. Um, but it's definitely at the bottom. Yeah. It's it's watchable, but it's not it is nowhere near uh Wonder Woman one. Agreed. And, um, uh, I it's, give, it's definitely like a C minus movie yeah. for me. Yeah, and I would I would give it a mm-hmm. I would give it overall a C myself. But you know, as we're preparing to eventually uh, wrap up, I did want to say that another reason why I like this movie, and probably the main reason why I like this movie, because this doesn't happen in every superhero movie, including even in the first Wonder Woman movie. Um, none of the villains have to die, you know, which I like that because it's different, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's, a, I don't, I can't speak for Cheetah or Barbara, can't speak for her in terms of like where her character arc is going to be, you know, going forward. But, you know, she is left alive, she reverts back to being Barbara, the woman. But Max Lord, there's redemption for his character, you know what I mean? Like, they, Wonder Woman does not yeah. have to fight him and kill him or anything like that, you know, just like we see in a lot of typical superhero movies that will a villain always has to die there's a sense of redemption <laughs> and honestly i like that because i don't think yeah. he's coming back i mean cheetah may come back in another movie but i don't think they will bring max lord back you know what i mean so it's, it's not like hey no nah, he making that mandalorian yeah. money yes yeah, exactly. yeah exactly. so i don't think yeah. they're gonna bring him back which is why i like the reason to keep him alive even more because they didn't have to do that they could have easily killed him off nobody would have thought twice about it because like, okay you're the bad guy and you know the bad guys typically they're just gonna hold on to their their goals you know to their dying breath and they're not going to relent but you know he's Ooh. somebody that actually there's a form of what you could say repentance in there you know what i mean yes yeah. reconciliation with yeah. his son that's it. that's that's it Devante. yeah that i think you just said it 
Wonder Woman. I'm just gonna say it. Wonder Woman eighty four was fan service. The villains all lived. We've seen the Invisible Jet. We've seen her fly. We've seen Chris Pine. Well, Steve Trevor again. Uh, we had some comedic relief. Um, everybody got what they wanted. You know, um, we still didn't talk about the battle in Egypt, which I actually liked, but it was a pretty cool little scene. I think it was just for the fans. Yeah, honestly, that's okay. You know, I like think- it's. Sometimes okay to feel good movie. I mean, and that's why another reason like the circumstances yeah. for me. If I look back on this movie five years from now, I may like it less. But after the year like we had in 2020, yeah. you know, to have on Christmas Day this yeah. a good little feel good movie, you know, the movie that was, mm-hmm. you know, that was a good thing, you know. And I give the movie props for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. WW84. So. Yeah. We just did. We just went. I out. have a question. Um, so, and you can go back and like What's edit up? this out of the podcast if you want to or not. Um, because yeah. I do yeah. feel like we spent, well, excuse me, not, not we, I, this guy, me, being a mm-hmm. hater on Wonder Woman 1984, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, and I still mm-hmm. got, and I still got a little more hate in there because I'm not even going to talk about how Diana was a crappy friend to uh, Barbara throughout this whole movie. But, mm-hmm. facts. But I feel like we did spend a lot of time like track, like not trashing it, but talking about the things that we didn't like about the movie. So is it possible for us to do another mm-hmm. podcast where we can talk about the things that we can go into detail about the things that we did like about the movie? Yeah, part two. You down with that, Devontae? I mean, part I, I feel like for me, I pretty much said my piece about the things that I liked about it, especially like I said, the ending and leaving the villains alive and the, the redemption and reconciliation we see with Max Lord. So I couldn't really, I don't know if I could get in, in any more detail, but I'm willing to kind of react to what you guys say about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think, I think, uh, I think uh, what we can do because it allows us to, for one, hear what y'all got to say, the listeners, and we can go on because if it's a C, the C is passing, you know? Uh, which means there there are a lot of goods. And Raheem, you uh, we did hear more of the what you didn't like than the goods, but you gave it a C as well. So I do want to hear what the good things you heard from it. Like I, I, I had a lot of moments where I was like, you know what, I don't like that, I don't like that. But <laughs> I'm I'm staying, I'm sticking uh, to my grade. I actually would watch it again and again. I would watch it. I love it. But uh, I would love to hear Raheem. What are the goods? Uh, that you liked it from WW84 um, and what do you think they can go from here? Honestly. Uh, and we can do that. As a matter of fact, fans be stay tuned because you just like we might have a filler. Looks like we might have a filler. Maybe not even be a part two. Maybe a filler, a bonus episode. We'll get Raheem one-on-one interview and we talk WW84. Um, and I think this is a good place to uh, 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 you know, uh, stop right here because now we got to get ready to talk about what else DC's trying to throw at us. And so um, we got a lot of things to expect, y'all. We got uh, Shazam. Oh, HBO Max. We got Suicide Squad 2. I want to hear what Devontae is going to because we finally got Devontae saying that he actually kind of liked it. Suicide Squad. Uh, Wait, Suicide Squad Wait, I didn't say that. So, <laughs> yeah, you did. You was like, you, I remember that. But, hey, we're gonna go back on that season one. You said we'll uh-huh. talk about the F- uh, movies that we let critics and cancel culture uh, kind of uh, take control, and you admitted that uh, Suicide Squad Squad One was one of the ones that you felt that like okay, uh, 
you you were listening to the reviews and the critics before you actually made an assumption about your, uh, the actual movie. And you was like, you still didn't like the, you still want to give the movie. Uh-huh. It's not like the best movie, but like you actually kind of like there's a lot of things that you like. Yeah, that there was, there was one, some I things that. like I think my point overall was that like the movie is not. I think overall, if I had to provide a statement for you, like the movie is not as bad as it's not always as bad as like a lot of critics make it out to be. Because I definitely don't like the movie. But like I said, I went in with low expectations mm. anyway. But for me, when I walked out, I was like, you know, that mm. wasn't like a terrible movie. You know what I mean? Because I didn't have high hope for it. Yeah. <laughs> so if that's some kind of backhanded compliment, I guess that's what I can give it. But... He doubled down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's because it is because it wasn't that terrible. There's still a little. You have to like it a little bit <laughs> yeah, to say it wasn't it's terrible. It's you have to like it a little bit. Movie. I'll give it that. It's not. Yeah, yeah, you that's it. Even if it, it was you, you saying that means you have to like it a little teeny bit. But now we got Idris Elba as Deadshot and uh, oh, HBO, HBO Max it actually looks kind of dope. I'm a Suicide Squad fan, so I'm gonna be a little biased. Um, but uh, we can we got to talk about Suicide Squad, we got to talk about, of course, the big episodes will be talking about the Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think guys, we should watch that together. Somehow we can make that happen, you know. I of think it's, it's a big event, of you know, course. we haven't seen anything like this, so I think it would. Oh, yeah, they did just release a date yeah. for it, March. October, right? Yeah, oh, uh, March. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Oh, yeah, I thought it was that thought they pushed it back to October, but March, let's do it. Yeah, and then we got we got uh, we got we still got the uh, Robert Patterson Buttman, I mean uh, Batman, and um, we're gonna really talk about you know the things that the things that you know they're gonna try to make happen. With. Actually, I ain't gonna lie, that movie I'm waiting for that movie too. The, uh, the Batman, it's movie, almost impossible. You know, so the only time they ever made like a really bad Batman movie was when Superman was involved. No, that's Cap. Because we're going to sit here and act like Michael Keaton was the best Batman in all his movies. He was, actually. He, he was. He, oh, you, man. Thinking about, all right, y'all. That's, that's, probably, <laughs> that's probably one billion podcast. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming. <laughs> all right, Michael Keaton is... Michael you, Keaton you're is thinking right. of George Michael Clooney. Keaton, yeah, yeah. I will admit, George Clooney did suck. I'm thinking definitely... <laughs> you you telling me that Adam West hit hard on every single one of his uh, Batman episodes? In 1966, absolutely. Heck no. <laughs> Not at all. We still make fun of that costume today. <laughs> to this day. To this day, we still make fun of Adam West's costume. Man, but he, he was the OG. We show him respect. Dark Knight, if you talk... if he, We do have to show him respect. He is the OG. Shouts out to Adam West. But of course, Dark Knight is the standard for Batman. Ain't no beating Dark Knight. But we still got we still got Flash. We still got Green Lantern. Yo, we still got. We definitely Aquaman gotta have an episode where we talk about uh, a Ray Fisher. Mm, yeah. yeah, yo, Ray Fisher's bugging low key. Is he still going at uh, what you call it? Uh, like the director who Josh Whedon? I think. So. I think he, No, I think now he's going after the president of DC. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be interesting because yeah. I mean I would I well, need to get caught up on that myself, but I, I have been hearing a lot about it. That would be good to discuss. Yeah, and we ain't gonna leave out the shows. You know, we still got the Grant Gustin Flash versus the Ezra Miller Flash, and you know how the TV because CW, you know, Marvel is now starting to make their statement on the TV shows. We gotta give it to DC. DC been running the shows, the TV shows, man. They've been getting it from from uh, Arrow to Gotham to uh, Supergirl to Flash. I mean, 
Black Lightning. They, they, they've been running Absolutely. the TV shows for a while, CW. So, yeah. So, but guys, that's WW84. Be on the lookout for the bonus episode. Me and Raheem going to chop it down a little bit on what he, what he, what do you really feel about WW84? That's the question. What do you really feel, man? Because he over here hating, but he loves this movie. He really want to say this movie's an A+. Plus, mm, not quite. You know, yeah, I, I think I think he does, man. I think he I think he's just front for the listeners, man. You know, he 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 trying to he trying to he trying to make it seem like he didn't love this movie, but deep down he's seen this movie. He's watching it right now, and you know he's probably got gave it a five star on Rotten Tomatoes. He probably gave it a five uh, Yo, ten so out of this, ten on Google. This is about to be the realest movie. thing that I ever said <laughs> on this podcast. I was so grateful to Devante for sharing his HBO password with me. Because if I would have saw that movie in the uh, theater, I would have flipped out. (laughs) I would have been P-O'd in that theater. I would have left mad as fire in that theater for waiting this long to see 1984. Um, Nah, bruh. It's it's definitely not... It was definitely a home video watch for me. Like I, I would not have wanted to see that in mm-hmm. theaters. I would have been mad in theaters. I would have been mad that I spent my hard-earned money in theaters to <laughs> see that movie. And that's real. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we're going to break it down in a bonus clip. Uh, y'all, y'all, we, we appreciate y'all listening. Let us know uh, what y'all feeling. This is season two, y'all opening up. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. There's more to come. Uh, Devontae, what's uh, your handle? My IG handle is... At T A Y underscore A V E on Instagram. So you can catch me at Raheem Harris on IG. Also, I am one half of the I Love You 3000 Miles podcast with the lovely Chasney Russell, my girlfriend. And you can catch us Mm -hmm. at I Love You 3000 Miles podcast on IG as well. Yeah, yeah. Go check that out. I love you, three thousand miles podcast on Spotify as well on Apple Podcasts. Go check it out. And y'all already know it's Sheldon Prime One Billion on Twitter. I'm the real Superman. That's the handle on Instagram is Superman underscore Prime One Billion. Um, and check me out on Twitch, uh, Prime One Billion with my boy uh, King Nitty and Zao Factor. We're gonna be uh, streaming some Call of Duty. Uh, uh, Cold War, uh, NBA 2K21, and Madden 2K21 as well. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Devontae, yes, Raheem, it's always Likewise. been a pleasure. Thank you guys for stopping by. Until, ne- until next yep, episode, next y'all. Let's get yep, it. yep. Peace.